Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. When I was a kid, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was definitely a multimedia artist. I was drawing, dancing, singing, writing poetry, and even doing a little fashion design. By the time I got to high school, I was so lucky to have arts programming built into the curriculum of the school I went to. I mean, how often do you hear about high schools fully losing their art programs? Given that, I was extremely grateful to learn about the Young Playwrights Festival at Pegasus Theater Chicago. High schoolers in the city write and submit one-act plays to the festival, and then the folks at Pegasus bring in theater professionals to produce the scripts that win. All of this year's plays explore bias across time and space. So they've got some sci-fi vibes. You can take sci-fi elements and you can basically portray your message to the audience in a almost more gentle way and a more easily digestible way and a way that makes them think more. This is Grant Paris. His play is called Listen, and it's one of the four winning plays from this year's festival. Now, if you've been listening to The Rundown long enough, you already know I love sci-fi. So I was excited to talk to Grant and another student playwright, Alex Loeza. Alex wrote a play called Can't Sleep. And in this case, behind every winning high school playwright is a high school teacher who helped them submit their scripts. I asked Grant and Alex about those educators. Here's Alex talking about his teacher at Thomas Kelly College Prep. I had Miss Fuchik. She really helped me with creating like the flow of the story, just letting the ideas just flow and then going back and just chopping away at the edges until it's exactly how you want it. Yeah. Valuable. <laughs> um, Grant, how about you? you? I know you went to Whitney Young. Who was the teacher that guided you through your project? Sure. So my creative writing teacher who actually assigned the assignment, her name was uh, Miss Dinesh. And I think it was one of the uh, first assignments that we got after I uh, got accepted to Columbia. So, you know, the senioritis was kicking in and I didn't really want to do anything. And I felt like I accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish. <laughs> so at that point, like I kind of just wanted to do nothing. But yeah. Ms. Dinesh, what I really appreciated about her was that she continued to encourage me to try my best. And I remember I really dreaded the, the assignment action. It's funny that it actually won because I just had never done it before. And I thought it was just like, it was going to be stupid and it was going to take forever. And then I remember I just sat down like one night and I just like wrote the first couple lines. And because I wrote it about me and my friend, I was able to use the language that we use and just talk how we usually talk. So that made it even more fun to write. So I think without the encouragement of Ms. Dinesh continuing to push me and push me to keep working my hardest, even though I was about to go off to college. Honestly, I might not have even finished the assignment. So thank you to her. Yeah. When you found out you won, like what was going through your brain? Grant, why don't you start? Sure. So it was actually like the first day that I moved into school that I found out my parents had just left. And honestly, like when I even found out that I made it to like the second round, that was a crazy moment in itself. I don't know. I just didn't think it was that great. So hearing that it won was just like, wow. Like, 
in, and if that many people thought that I that my play was great, and there's so many people, so many talented people who entered this competition who didn't get the chance to have their play made, it's like I should really take this opportunity and be grateful for it and run mm-hmm. with it. So I, honestly, I was more just so grateful to Alicia Duncan and everybody at Pegasus Theater for just like reminding me that writing can be powerful and reminding me that I'm actually good at writing. So I don't know, it really pushed me to get excited about writing in the future. And from that, like I started planning out a movie that I want to, um, I'm starting to write. So now being like making and writing movies is a big goal of mine. So I don't know. I was very surprised, but very motivated after that. Nice. How about you, Alex? Do you remember kind of that moment where you're like, I'm progressing in this and now I want? I didn't really like tell anyone that like I entered the play or that I was advancing to like the next round until close to when they announced the winners. I, I didn't know how my friends or family would, would see it. When I got the call that I won, I texted in my group chat that I won. And then one of my friends made fun of me. Yeah, he said it better have been about him. Oh, it better have been about him. <laughs> He's like, yeah. if you win it, you better be telling my story. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I can work on something together in the future. I want to get into the individual plays. Um, Alex, pretend I'm your homie. What what is your play about? Give me a give me an overview. My play uh, follows the main character James. He's had some rough things happen to him throughout his life, so he's created this imaginary world that he lives in to help him cope with the past. Mm-hmm. He's lived in this world for a long time now it's starting to damage him a part of him wants to help him return to the real world so he forces james back into reality Mm -hmm. it makes him walk through his memories and just reconcile with the past yeah grant yeah, again, pretend I'm your homie. Tell me in your own words, what is Listen about? It's based on a true story. And um, it's based on the first time that me and my friend had ever, well, first time I've ever gotten pulled, o- pulled over by the police. I've ever, I just recently gotten my license. Growing up as a black man in America, you've always, you know, seen things online and your parents mm-hmm. have always told you to mind how you act in public and to, you know, you, you know, and so yeah, it was always something I've always heard about, but never something I've had firsthand experience with. So the play just recounts the first time that um, I got pulled over by the police and me and my friend were handcuffed, like almost like immediately and like questioned about our, like whether or not we had um, records, like immediately wasn't told exactly what we were doing. And like, that was the first time I'd ever seen a firsthand experience of just like police discrimination mm. against people of my of my race and 
from there, I just took it and made it fictional to be able to tell a story. And um, so basically it right after in the play, when I uh, passed away, it restarts the days and my best friend tries to figure out different ways to prevent mm-hmm. me from dying. And I basically go through a bunch of different scenarios that have happened in real life. For example, the George Floyd case with the, I can't breathe. And then mm-hmm. um, going down to, um, police officers accidentally pulling guns instead of their tasers. And I just go through a lot of different scenarios that we've seen actually occur. And just to remind people of what's going on. Yeah. Thank you for breaking that down. And thank you for sharing that that story just in general with with the world. You know, it, it I'm sure it was extremely impactful yeah. um, for you. I talked to, you know, a couple of storytelling experts on the show before. And one of them said to me that, you know, they advise people not to tell difficult stories like this until they feel like they've sat with it and let it integrate and and really started to understand it more. And I feel like, how does that land for you? Do you, you know, what was it like deciding to tell this story, despite the fact that it was such a difficult experience? I think that I've always used my writing to speak out on like, the racial climate in America before. And I feel like after experiencing something myself, I feel like I had no choice but to, mm. to write about it. I feel like writing is like a, a God-given gift that like I should be using to, you know, tell the world what they need to know. So if that's what they need to know, that's what they need to know. And it, and it did take me a while to just process it. And it, I didn't even tell my parents for a while because I was just scared to talk about it. But mm. Once I came to terms with it and realized that, like, this is like an important story that, like, could really teach people, especially people who are, you know, possibly ignorant to what's really going on in America, then this would be a great story to tell. Yeah. So, have you gotten a chance to see your play performed yet, Grant? Yes. So on the opening night or opening afternoon on January 7th, I saw my play for the first time. And honestly, I wasn't sure how they were going to do it because it involves like running back the time. And they did a great job of just bringing it to life. It was it was honestly like amazing. And like being able to see like my writing be appreciated so much by these people to where they're putting in so much effort and time to build a set and practice lines and just because of something that I wrote, it was really, it was really empowering and really just showed me like what my writing can do. And not only that, but I, I've been on the fence here at school trying to decide whether or not to major in creative writing with uh-huh. financial economics or just do financial economics like my dad wants me to do. And I feel like this was just a sign that I can't do that and staying with creative writing and pursuing that and continuing to educate myself on that is the best I don't know. It just seems like the path that God has paved for me. And like, that's when I keep going down it. Wow. What a privilege to get that type of confirmation so early in your life. <laughs> As a creative person, I'm so happy for you. That's really dope. Alex, have you been able to see Can't Sleep performed live yet? Uh, yes, I, I was at the ceremony as well. I was nervous, but also like ex- excited to see it being played out. I'm still amazed that something I created was like being brought into the world because I always 
I've always kept my writing to myself. So it's, it's definitely uh, made me leave my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, I can't, I can't imagine that, you know, it's just like, even though you didn't, even though this piece you didn't write for yourself, you did write it so that it could, it could go, you know, and, and be presented. Um, I don't know. I guess I would just feel so naked. So the anxiety, you know, definitely resonates. Um, were there parts of the performance where you're like, wow, like I, I couldn't have imagined that they would have portrayed it this way or something that surprised you or really stuck out to you? Um, I, I guess like when James has to go back and look back upon his memories, Mm -hmm. I really uh, liked how they portrayed and were able to using like lighting, able to make him go back into the memories. Yeah. You know, this is a, this is a good, I'm glad you brought up lighting because, you know, there's all these components <laughs> that you have to think about, you know, to put, a, to put a production together, right? There's so many different people involved. I mean, Alexander, you know, for your kind of, you know, working with the teacher that you worked with and, um, you know, to getting, getting this together, like, did those components come to mind for you or were you more focused on the story itself? When I was writing it, I 100% had in mind, uh, like, lighting and, like, the stage. I had to rewrite most of the play because I spent a couple pages just, like, describing the stage and then, like, like the lights would flicker here and or there and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Grant, what advice would you offer people now that you're an established playwright? <laughs> yeah. What advice would you would you cons uh, offer people who are considering writing a play? I think for anybody considering writing a play and for anybody just doing anything creative, it's that you have to stay passionate about what you're doing. And I think it's important to, you know, I don't know, be honest with yourself and write things that you want to write about. And also believe in what you can do because I feel like that's going to push you to be even greater than what you think what you can accomplish. Yeah. Good advice. Alex, you have any advice for the, the aspiring or future playwrights? Anyone can write a play. It's up to you to decide what you want to write about. It's No one can force you to write about one certain thing. Don't force yourself into a corner. Just mm -hmm. let your mind flow and write anything you want. Alex Loeza is a student at St. Xavier University and he wrote the play Can't Sleep. Alex, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. And Grant Paris is a student at Columbia University. His play is called Listen. Grant, thank you. Thank you so much. This is the final week of the Young Playwrights Festival at Pegasus Theater. You can catch Alex and Grant's plays as well as two other plays by Amanda Heckler and Ella Johnson. For more info and tickets, head to pegasustheater.org. That's theater with the R-E. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Brendan Banizak is our executive producer and our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.